Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT. You're here with Polo and Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for, but we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Polo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional professional, professional review on RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race Season 12. Are you ready to get into this week? More than ready. Let's get into it then. Yes. How are you doing, Doctor? I'm great, thank you. Now, really important question. Yes. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I can't do it. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Dub my bit over you if you want. Yeah, I'll just edit that in. Quick, I just want to say, first of all, a quick shout out to, I think we got a really great review from someone in the States. Really, really lovely. I don't know his name. It says Malavaka. M-A-L-A-V-A-C-A. Let's hope we pronounce that right. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you for the review. And also thanks for offering to help us with um, anything regarding the States. Because last yeah. week we did say that um, we didn't get a lot of the American references mm-hmm. um, because we're from the... The, the Britain? Well, <laughs> the Britain, oh my gosh. I originate from the UK. We both reside here. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a Kiwi in um, the UK. But yeah, thank you for the review. And if we ever do get stuck, we, we're definitely going to find some way to get in touch with you. Absolutely. However that is. You know, great reviews help us out so much, guys. Yes. So thank you very much. Actually, so, so if you're one of our listeners, feel free to, to leave us a nice review. And it has to be five stars. Or just don't do it. <laughs> just, just go. Just, just scroll past. Four and a half just won't cut it, I'm afraid. Yeah. Or we'll just say a quick hi to us on Twitter or our Instagram. You know, uh-huh. just something small like your podcast saved my life. You know? You know. Something very non-serious, to the point. Something um, frivolous. Yeah. Something like, light. I'm naming my firstborn after you. You know, yeah. just just something very quick and snappy. It doesn't have to be serious. Something proportional like yeah. that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> something like that. So um, this week's going to be quite exciting. I love the makeover episodes. Mm-hmm. I, there I said it. They're not everybody's favorite, but to me, it a lot of it captures the essence of the magic of the transformation of drag, you know? You know, talk about transformations. Do you like my effort? <laughs> Your hair has volume, it has body. I shaka can't believe the <laughs> volume of this. Can you, you can see it, can't it's, you? It is. Your hair's at the point where it starts taking on a life of its own. It's power. It's, it's uh, I can't, this quarantine is, I mean, I'm loving this quarantine. I don't know about you guys, but I'm really, really loving it. We're very fortunate and we're doing okay, aren't we? Um, you know, we're we're among the fortunate people and our, we're enjoying our quiet weekends. We focus on our podcasting work. I really, really like the clapping. You know, I think that... <laughs> They're clapping for our essential workers as just as monumental as giving them a pay rise. Why do you want extra money when we're clapping for you? Why? <laughs> I guess for me as an NHS worker, I genuinely appreciate the sentiment behind it. Sometimes I think there's an element of inconsistency and hypocrisy there because people slag off the NHS for the other well the rest of the time frankly and it's a much maligned and abused service most of the time so it's nice to have a bit of appreciation but let's carry that on maybe the rest of the year you know i'd actually forego a day of clapping for people just use the service properly thank you i mean i'm all for the clapping because i tell you this i was outside working out and recording myself as i do (laughs) i was outside recording me doing exercise and then all of a sudden i heard clapping Mm. and then like like i said the the strength of lines just came inside me and i started working (laughs) out even harder my burpees were getting so i just felt like i had an audience (laughs) if you ever if you ever feel low energy and you feel like i can't i can't exercise time it for when you know the clapping's gonna start Eight and on just, a yes, so just time it then and just go outside and start the exercise and then the clapping will come and then you'll just feel like you're like you, you, I don't know, you, you feel like you're an athlete. I'd like to point out as well that there are a lot more kind of essential workers at the moment who are working in risky situations who deserve a clap. You know, for one thing, delivery people. Yes. Yeah, they're really keeping Uber things going. Uber drivers, you are as essential going. as they come. Yeah. Um, but, you know, every time I go outside, I feel like Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you know, I emerge from the door and I walk outside, I'm like, ooh. You're ah, a mole person. Ah, ah, singing to the birds, you know, oh. dancing along. Hello, Mrs. Drennison. <laughs> that, that's you on a normal day, though, isn't it? You no. don't really need a quarantine to do that. Well, I have an excuse now. Yeah. I have an excuse. Like, why is he so happy and dancing You're very, like, Snow house. White in the way that you kind of... Graceful. You know, wander through Delicate. the forest. <laughs> she had to go. Okay. We know that this week's going to be a makeover challenge from, yes. you know, from all the ads that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess before we get into looking at the episode, which yeah. we haven't yet seen, and nope. I'm telling you right now, every Saturday morning, because it comes out here in the um, 
in the Britain. Yeah, in the Britain. In the Britain. In the Britain, it comes out at 8 a.m. Uh-huh. in the morning, on Saturday morning. So I've gotten really good at waking up and not checking my phone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't check my phone at all. I don't check any WhatsApp messages from my girls because I know they're gonna their opinions are already there if they've already seen it. <laughs> Namely, Nick and B. Be a Nick so I'm like, like no, let me yeah. talk about this episode. <laughs> like, I have opinions. <laughs> no, no, back, back it up. I, I, I always just leave it. I have to do the podcast, edit it, send it out, and then I listen uh-huh. to everyone. Because, like I said, I don't like being tainted by other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I like to. I mean, uh, maybe you're the same. I like to get it out there. And not, and then, and then listen to what other people Frankly, have to say. Frankly, my dear, I know my own mind, and there's no swaying me. So, other people's minions, 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 opinions don't count for nothing. Oh. Illiterate. <laughs> it's the quarantine. Illiterate. Line. Yeah, dumb. Bianca. So we're just getting into this makeover. Let's have a little talk about makeover challenges. Now it is like the snap. It's actually more consistent than Snatch Game because it's been there every season since season one whereas the yes. Snatch Game came in in season two the only exception I could see there wasn't one in All Stars 3 but I think we always say All Stars is a All bit Stars, of a different yeah it's a different, a different game we don't really anyway. we don't count that you get one every season usually the theme is let's bring in somebody who wouldn't usually expect to be in drag although sometimes they bring back queens from earlier in the season don't they um, and it's it's kind of like it's a test for the person's really their the craft, I think. It's the the girls who well actually let's talk about it. Which girls do well? What qualities do you think will help a girl do well in the makeover challenge? Because I've got some opinions and ideas. Do you? But I'd like to hear hear yours first, please. <laughs> You're stuttering a lot. <laughs> Put that wine down. I've had like two sips. <laughs> and that's all it takes, apparently. <laughs> I'm just um, excited what, for this challenge. Do you know what? Going into it without knowing the politics behind everything and, and the production and how they sway things, I would always assume that the person who knows how to beat a mug and knows yeah. how to... Um, put a dress together pad an ass and do padding those are the queens who should do well so we're talking about well, I assume will do well the the craft aren't we so the pageant girls should do well shouldn't they yes the Ro- roxy andrews won hers fifi o'hara won hers um trinity the tuck won hers um another thing that comes through um are the girls who make a connection with their with their makeover so if you've got a strong connection and you've got a bond then that comes through because they have to perform together usually, don't they? So do you remember Raven had a lovely moment with with her um, older gentleman yes, lifted she, her on the runway? I mean, when, when I talk about when we talk about the the makeovers, yeah, the iconic moments that come to my mind is Raven uh-huh. lifting up his mama, yeah. taking them out. I it was think, lovely. I think about that was a great storyline moment for Raven as well because you know she was a hard cold bitch and this was her soft moment. So she and also Raven can be a mug, mm. so she had those. Ms. Cracker Bond, you know, clearly like amazing makeover skills. Her chest, she made of a chest to see, didn't she? the um, influencer um, and <laughs> he really embraced it Chester did he went from quite a mild-mannered guy to being like awoken in drag oh yes the iconic yeah. moment yeah, when yeah, he yeah. turns around he's like oh <laughs> but what a mug like clearly he under the beard he had a great bone structure for drag mm-hmm. um, but Ms. Cracker beat that mug and um, they kind of bonded because they're both a bit introverted and came alive on stage. I, I also think about season nine, um, mm-hmm. Peppermint's, what was Wintergreen? Oh, Sergeant Wintergreen. Sergeant Wintergreen, when he was in the transformation. And I, I namely look at that part on um, the main stage, that yeah. little banter between him and Kesha. And he was really oh. putting Kesha in the hot seat. And like this, this effervescent, this witty, this Bianca Del Rio type yeah. character came out of Sarge. And it Sarge was just came so, alive. Came, yes, it was so beautiful. It was, yeah. it was one of the moments um, that, you, that I go to straight away when I think about the makeovers. Yeah. Manila's jock really came alive as well. He was like goofing off and stuff when they were preparing. And then on stage, he really pulled it together and like complimented Manila really well. Um, when I look through the list of winners, there aren't many surprises apart from season one, Rebecca Glasscock. Do not think she should have won it, especially when. Uh, but I think that was specifically done to, to piss off Chanel. to drive Chanel to having a brief psychotic episode, basically. <laughs> um, so um, very few surprises. You know, the polished queens like Brooklyn Heights, Naomi Smalls, having a sense of fashion helps as well and mm. style. Now, who usually ends up in the bottom? How do you think people end up in the bottom in these situations? 
By not doing well. By not doing well. Yes, that's very yes. succinct. Yes. I like I like what you're saying there. Ten points to Gryffindor. <laughs> Thank you. Well, well let's move. <laughs> some like again, there are very few surprises with the queens who end up in the bottom. They they've usually been read for their style or their polish throughout the season. So queens like Jocelyn Fox, Adore, Monet ended up in the bottom in her, and they were criticizing her runway, amazing as Monet is. Sometimes there are surprises though. Raja. The style queen of her season ended up in the bottom and that was because of a lack of connection. So that's the other thing. If you don't connect, if you don't bond with your makeover person, you can end up in the bottom. Or if they don't well, pull through for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, well, that's a good that's a good point because yeah. Raja didn't have that connection. Um, and who else didn't have it? It was... I mean, we have to agree that Wintergreen from Peppermint season nine saved Peppermint saved from the Peppermint bottom. From the bottom, because they like yeah. Wintergreen saved. Like she was touched by an angel because she should have been in the bottom, but because Wintergreen <laughs> came alive. And there is a performance factor as well as having the transformation, um, changing you from person A to person B. There's uh-huh. also now we need to see you perform together. Yes, yes. on the runway, and yeah. I, and I guess maybe they use that as a. As, as a way to decide if you're going to go home or not, be in the bottom or not. We have to remember that um, season five is really, really important because it birthed Nebraska. It did. Nebraska, it birthed Nebraska yes. Even though Alaska narrowly missed out on being in the bottom that episode because I think Alaska did a great job from the waist up, but the padding was really, really lumpy. And she... She chose the prettiest pearl, didn't she? Now, that's another crucial thing. Having the ability to choose who goes to who can make or break this challenge. But we've seen a lot of surprises there as well. Like Alaska had the choosing power that episode. She chose Nebraska, tall, slim, um, a very kind of delicate bone structure, good for drag. And she wasn't able to quite pull through to the top. Whereas Roxy in that episode got a... A shorter guy who was a little, a little bear. He was a little bear. He was very cute, Cup. but he's very hairy. And you know, you wouldn't think like he's ideal for drag. And Roxy, being the drag magician that she is, no doubt about it, pulled out the bag. She shaved him top to toe. She padded him for filth, gave him an Andrew's booty, and looked amazing. Um, same with Raven, actually, because Tatiana tried to give her the hairiest gentleman who she she thought would be the most difficult to make over. Raven pulled it out again, dipped him in there, as she said, you know, stripped every bit of hair off him. Just going back to the season two makeover as well. Um, recently we watched it and I could not stop laughing at Tyra's lady's mug. It was hilarious. I don't know how nobody read her for it. I think what saved Tyra in that moment was that she padded him well. She gave him a very good um, dress. The fashion was there. The weef was there. The weef wasn't quite there. But the face was just a bit ghoulish. It was more than just a bit ghoulish. It looked like a five-year-old with their Crayolas had given their granddad a makeover well, let's have a little think about which girls we've got at the moment. Should we make some predictions for the top and bottom? Well, okay. Um, Heidi's, I, I want to I say right now, um, farewell to Heidi. <laughs> Heidi's been read for her mug and her style at times during this You know season. what? Who else? Jackie. Jackie's mm-hmm. makeup is so... I, I can't even... It's not even makeup. There's no angles. There's no contour. There's no shape. I, I feel like she's just like... She just throws on... I think what it is is that Jackie's makeup is less drag than a lot of the other girls. She doesn't contour so heavily. She doesn't kind of like go so wild with her brows and her cut crease and that sort of thing. Um, She, she, I think Jackie at times looks gorgeous. Um, Like at times she can look really, really pretty. Um, But I don't think she's necessarily, like you say, got makeup skills that she could apply to another person. I would agree with you. I think Jackie and Heidi might be heading for the bottom this week. Yes. I can see our pageant queen, Jada, excelling. Yeah, Jada's going to do well in this, and I'm so will Gigi. Crystal can beat a mug. Well, yes, no, so can Sherry Pie. Like, Sherry Sherry Pie's got really good makeup. Yes. Where she's let down is if um, she makes an outfit. That's where we saw her fall down with on the style stakes. She brings Mm. amazing looks. But do you remember her her ball look that she made? It was not impressive. No. But she can beat a mug. She can style a wig. 
And I think Crystal could be a surprise this week because if Crystal... You're right, because Crystal makes her own stuff as well. Do yes. you remember the first runway she did there? Um, Freddy Krueger. Yes. Amazing. Very, very high fashion. Great concept. Great makeup. Great everything. Yes, I actually think the tops this week are going to be Crystal and Jada. And I th- Crystal did well in the ball challenge, which mm. is the... This hasn't been a very... Um, uh, creating looks heavy season you know when you think like season three which is like loads of balls and stuff so yep. um these are our predictions all let's right see let's go into season 12 episode 10 yeah great we're back we've just seen the post runway reaction from the queens yes what are we seeing well um i did see something funny in widow's mirror message she said something to the effect of um uh, and Heidi, I'm not leaving anything for you, like I left to the other girls, kind of thing. I thought it was like a cute little fun bit of shade. Many a like. true words are spoken than jizz. Well, <laughs> like, you sent me home. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> the girls seem to miss Widow, but acknowledge that she, her her difficulties with um, the different cognitions that we talked about last week got in her way in the end, didn't they? Well, I don't believe that. I actually, I stand by what we said, or what I said was that mm. I found Widow funny. I thought yeah. Widow was one of the funniest. And I thought that they it was such a stretch getting her out. I think their production and the editing was stretching so much to find some storyline to get her out because I don't think she should have got home and I don't think Heidi deserved the praise that she got. I com- I completely agree with you in the sense that yes, the we we saw we saw a better performance in in Widow than she was given credit for last mm-hmm. week, but the cognitions kicked in the lip sync and we know she can slay a lip sync and she didn't because of how she was feeling. Yeah. That, that's just, where it kicked in. I, I don't think they thought that Widow would do so well. I don't think that I, totally I, I agree. think that they brought Widow on, not realizing how great she was. And then when they were like, "Oh, okay, she's doing better than we thought," it's like you know, like in a horror horror, horror movie, in a, <laughs> in a horror movie. Sorry, you know, I'm still trying to do that. <laughs> like in a horror movie, when they when the first person to die is usually the black person or the gay person, and then she's both. So they're like, okay, we, we'll bring her in, we'll kill her off, and then they're like, oh crap, she's doing well. She's doing fast. Damn, too well. what, how do we? How do? What do we do now? Completely agree. They didn't quite know what to do mm. with Widow. And so they? Heidi was saying that you know her inner saboteur kicked in, and I'm like, no, the core was not coming from inside the house. It was definitely outside forces pushing Widow but, to to that that point where okay. she felt like she needed to give up. Because she's like, I've done everything I can and it's just not enough. But then, I completely agree, but then she did give up the ghost. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, no one was in the corner, yeah. I felt. Anyway. We were in a corner. I was, yes. Yeah. What a, we were, we were, I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How- <laughs> I never shot at a girl like this. Yeah. So that's what we've seen so far. What else did we see? Um, so the remark that Jackie and Crystal, the only two with no wins at this point, which feels like it's set up for the episode to me. Yeah, but Crystal's been consistently high the last few episodes, yeah. whereas um, Jackie's trajectory is going like, you know, she started from the bottom yeah. and it's been downhill since. Like, literally, she just, well, no, she's, she's not climbing. She was high in Snatch Game. She was high in the acting challenge. She's quite inconsistent, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what else? Um, well, that's kind of it, really. That's all the preamble. But I think, you know, I think there's some setup here. Could Crystal continue her ascent? Could Jackie continue her descent? That's what I'm feeling. We have got the introduction of the Maxi Challenge, which we've yeah. told you is the makeover. So what they've done is, and I want to word this correctly for uh-huh. anyone listening. The words were, there are six beautiful women that just happen to be drag race super fans. So basically, the challenge is we have six women here. Yeah. And you need to make over these six women um, in the makeover challenge. That's yes. basically because I, th- I think people are talking about the whole use of the word super fans and how. Really? Yeah. W- there was a bit of drama going on. And not that we subscribe to that. And no. I, I don't want to. Don't, don't even want to touch on it. I just want to make it very, very clear that the challenge is turning six women into yeah. um, a, a drag character that resembles their brand, whoever mm-hmm. they paired up with. And because Jada won last week, she got to pair them up. And I actually think she paired them up quite well. Was- I think she did. Like, obviously, we don't get to know much about these ladies, before, apart from it's clearly the best day of their lives. It's very sweet oh, to watch. Gosh. I think there were a few tears. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Because like- it's a surprise, wasn't it? They yes. thought they were in the audience. <laughs> 
um yeah J- jada like i don't think it's possible to like properly screw anybody over in this situation because they're all ladies and you know they've all like in the past you know when somebody's trying to screw somebody over they give them like a very in inverted commas conventionally masculine person and think that's the challenge or a really hairy person or really like as they say that have a brick as their bone structure you know the really square rectangular heavy yes. jawed look is, yes. is harder to make over you've got you've got six gorgeous ladies here you know the, the blank canvases are fairly even yes and jada doesn't seem to be throwing any shade she seems to select quite fairly so there's no real advantage there i don't think when are the other, when are the other times then we've got an all-female transformation makeover cast the very first the very first yeah. yes we had um fighters women yeah. fighters they were cool they're like mma fighters yes. uh all kinds and um I guess the twist on that one is that a couple of the ladies didn't fit the conventional mold of femininity, like Chanel's lady, Sweet Pea and that, who is lovely and gorgeous, like before and after the makeover, just in different ways. And Chanel did an amazing job of glamorifying, glamorifying, that's a word, glamorifying her. Let it be written. <laughs> Let it be written. Glamorifying. <laughs> um, we've seen the Little Women makeover yes. in season eight. Um, gorgeous, fun ladies. Um, from their own reality show. Um, we've seen mums made over in other... We've seen it in All Stars and the UK version, as you mm-hmm. rightly pointed out to me a moment ago, because I kind of think in terms of... The US? In terms of statistics with this, I think of the US show, but we've certainly seen mums and sisters, very, very emotional makeovers there, they're like laden with, with pathos and love and all sorts, very dramatic makeovers there. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, that's it, I think. Do you know the other seasons? I know season two, they brought in those... In season two, it was the older gentleman who... That was a really wonderful one because there there were real moments of, like, the older guys who really had been around uh, since the liberation movement teaching the younger queens. Uh, Season three was the straight jocks, which was, like, a recipe for comedy, really, I think. Um, In season four, it was the bizarre and so strange, like, pregnant dads one who are doing a striptease for some reason. They really took it to a strange place with that oh, one. Oh, and we can't forget the iconic lip sync between um, on that episode between oh. Latrice and um, who was the girl doing? Kenny Michaels. Kenny Michaels, where, I mean, that's just a, a prime example of yeah. feeling the music is better than um, technical throwing around um, Alice Con Fuertes and all of that. <laughs> so Ooh, beautiful. that language. Um, I did not see a drag queen in Latrice's performance. I saw a pregnant woman. Yep. That's how much she made me believe. Season five, they had the army boys. They did. And as you rightly pointed out earlier. Army boys. boys. They were gay veterans though, weren't they? That was the crucial thing. Um, Gave birth to Nebraska. Season six, the... They thought they were going to make over brides, but they were making over the grooms into brides. Oh, we had that... that, um the guy who vomited, <laughs> who did a Willem, he vomited because you know, there was, was just... There was all sorts going on there, you know. Apparently, the 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 husband, he had cheated on the the his wife-to-be, and that was revenge. So that's why he really wasn't in it. Oh, what? Yeah. I don't know this. How do yeah. I not know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and also, they took away all the makeup for people of colour. So Jocelyn couldn't... That's why he looked so silvery. And that's why Jocelyn couldn't do it. Why would they do that? To send Jocelyn home. Oh, gosh. You know what? This is just an example of how storylines are created. Yeah. You know, if it's your time, it's your time. Yeah. If if I was in the show and it was not my time, I would not move. (laughs) You have to get security. (laughs) You'll get security. I'm not moving. I quite believe it. Rue, I'm not moving. I I, I could... No, 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 no! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not even oh, lying. I would be so extra. Effie would be in the house. Oh, she will. Um, what, season season seven is one of my favourites because oh, it's the conjoined twins challenge. That was very oh, storyline heavy because they it was brought like back the other contestants. Pearl sent Trixie home. Pearl brought Trixie back, and they were hands down the most entertaining in that one. Good with, evening, the thing with Penelope. They were a match made in heaven. They yes. were really great together. Um, season eight uh, was the Little Women. Yep, uh, Naomi won. Trini- uh, Trinity won the season nine one where they made over the production crew. Yes, and we mentioned yep. you know breakout character Sarge earlier. Wintergreen. Season ten, it was the social media influence 
influencers makeover um, where Cracker won with the amazing um, makeover. <gasps> oh. It's created, created Cookie. Surprising, surprise Cookie's not still performing because she really seemed to embrace it. And season 11 was another returning Queen's one where um, Brooklyn won making over Plastique. Mm. And um, now season 12, we've got um, six beautiful women, yeah. dot, 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 who happen to be Drag Race super fans. Yeah. Um, we've got that far. Let's continue. Yes. Great. We're back. What have mm-hmm. we just seen, Dr. Tom? Well, we've seen a bit of a getting to know you, getting to know you session, and then RuPaul's walkabout. Thank you. Yes. Anything else? <laughs> That's it. Let's get back That's to watching. That's all you got. Come on. Come on, so, Adlib. No, it's nice because um, it, it does give us an opportunity to see what these young ladies are bringing to the table and yep. how well they connect with mm. their new drag queen mentors, their new mamas. Great. So you know what? Because they're super fans, I half expected Jan to come out. <laughs> because like, you know, Jan's, Jan was a super fan oh, yeah, who made it as yeah. a contestant. So, you know, if, if they're keeping around Brock Ally, you know, I thought maybe Jan would be there out in the audience waiting to be part of it again. Like, Or bring back Sasha Bell. I cracked um, the code. Yes. I'm a drag race super fan. So again, we're getting into the girls and they're getting to know each other, like you said, with the queens. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm just thinking about me. If I was a super fan that made it on to the show, mm. I would go into game mode. You know, okay, <laughs> cool. I need it. Okay, yes. Well, um, hi. Um, I was raised by penguins um, <laughs> and I had three wolves sisters and I had to sell my voice in order to fight my uncle <laughs> to for my kingdom back. Yes. yes. <laughs> and, and drag actually saved my life because had I not sold my voice, I wouldn't have known I had one and drag really found that voice for me yes and at the same time i'll be doing my hair and painting my brows on you know (laughs) that's what you call a super fan they're like how do i get airtime and i think one of the girls nailed it i'm not i'm not like discrediting her story but heidi's girl was like you know i was bullied Uh and you know i I believe it i believe her she was bullied but i'm like she was really really good to like show us her heart really really quickly because she knows that's gonna be the storyline she would have seen the cameraman all come around her and (laughs) there has to be some sort of performance element there and then the tears came I loved it well I guess um, this seems like a good match because Heidi is a very sweet and sensitive person we've seen her stick up for girls in the past she stays away from drama so hopefully she's going to be a really good nurturing influence on Nicole Um, and like surely this is the perfect way for Nicole to unlock her inner diva and feel that sense of self-confidence as Mm. RuPaul often says Drag just awakens something within people, doesn't it? And it's that battle armor. So that's what I'm hoping for for Heidi and Nicole. Well, well, Can we also say Heidi Aphrodite? My favorite so far, clearly Heidi's favorite. It's on screen now. It's happened. She's Heidi Aphrodite. Well, it's on screen every week. She's got a new name and it changes. So this week she's Heidi Aphrodite. And next week she's going to be something else. No, no, no. Let's just put a pin in that one. She's not going to do better than that. And I love that she had to tell her. She, um, RuPaul had to tell Nicole. Um, did you know about the sad story of Heidi and Closet? It's like everyone that comes along, whether it be a judge, whether it be a new contestant, whether it be a maker, yeah. everyone that comes along... RuPaul has that talk with him. Do you not address her as Heidi in closet? Her name is Heidi. Just Heidi. Or I've given her this name. Yeah. And that seems to be a recurring a recurring kind of bantery kind of theme that goes along. It Let's talk about theme. Jackie. Jackie's a lady. is beautiful. She's gorgeous, isn't she? She's a gorgeous lady. Um, I, what was her story? I think in general, these are a gorgeous selection of ladies. And like in terms of like pure blank canvases, nobody's going to have any problems. But she's got lovely big eyes, hasn't she? And um, so Jackie, I think, as we've mentioned earlier, needs a good canvas, doesn't she? Because yes. she's not the most out there makeup artist of the girls. Um, well, th- this just seems like a nice chat. And they seem to be connecting. They share a sense of humor. Tiffany talks about how she... Got into Drag Race, you know, from season one, watches it with her mum. And she shows off her split a bit later on. Oh, yes. Jade is really funny when she picks and I was like, oh, did your mama teach you that? Because she can't do the splits, can she? No. 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 Well, she's not shown us the splits. Could Jackie be hiding that up her sleeve? Well, it would be clever of her if she could. Oh, yeah. Save it because without a win, you need something to keep you afloat. This was the first time that Sherry Pie 
got a walkthrough and you know yeah. obviously it's because Jen the planet was then we wanted to hear her story yeah. I actually really like her story she ch- her name actually is yeah. Janet the Planet. So I think Janet, you know, she seems like such a lovely, interesting person and she teaches us something, I think, about how people really operate on snap judgments and stereotypes and um, you can do with that what you want. So she talked about, because she's so tall, she's six feet tall, um, beautiful bone structure, reminds me of Nina's lady in season one where she had that great bone structure with the high mm. cheekbones. But, um, so the... Um, yeah, she got mistaken for a biological male quite often. Um, and she's just kind of like reclaimed that, connected with the drag community, changed her name to Janet the Planet. Talked about how she used to, get like a lot of like underconfident tall people do, she used to hunch over, but now she walks tall. She walks with pride. Um, so she feels like she's come a long way. And she she implies that she owes a lot of that to connecting with the drag community and how she's connected with the queer community That's a in very general. good story. Mm. Jada. Jada. So Jada was the only one who actually got to choose her lady. And apparently yeah. it was because of the energy or lack of energy from mm. said, said girl. What was her name? Um, Jada's lady is called Bethany. Bethany. And um, she said that she sensed a diva needing to be awakened in Bethany, that she had a reserved energy, but there was something deep inside. Um, we see Bethany struggling to walk in heels. <laughs> we've, see, we've seen that before where um, Tatiana went for like the most conventionally pretty guy in, in her season. And then he had a limp, unfortunately. Um, let's hope that's not the case. Now, Jada seems like a kind of like um, like a fun but firm drag mum, doesn't she? Yep. She's going to whip her into shape. That's what I feel. During the walkthrough, we hear her tell RuPaul that he's a makeup artist for other drag yeah. queens. Um, and that he's like, he travels to do pageantry. He travels to do this kind of makeup transformation for other people. Yeah. So, in hearing that, I'm I'm sensing that she's definitely going to be in the top because she does this. It's not this isn't a, this isn't new. It's not brand news. Yeah, brand new news for her. She does this on the daily, so she actually has huge, huge, huge expectations now yeah. from me. And also, Jada's clearly giving off such a positive vibe that she's the other young ladies are gravitating towards her, and she's adopting drag babies left, right, and center. Now, oh, shock horror! Guess what? Not only do they have to do a transformation, well, is, we're not talking about. Crystal. Oh, sorry. How forgettable. But I, no, no. I really liked crystals because like um, she, she, they were coming out with all kinds of like anxiety management techniques, which I really enjoyed. Oh, you crystal know what? Grace. I've, I've heard of that. So one of the techniques that um, Grace told Crystal about anxiety was the Wonder Woman pose. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I've done this before, but I did the Superman pose. Do you so stop you short sta- of spinning around? No, you, you stand with one hand in the air, yeah. looking up, and the other hand with your chest pouted, and <laughs> it's called um, outward in. Yeah. So if you feel, if you, if you look positive on the outside, you'll feel positive on the inside, and I think... <laughs> I actually learned this from Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> I learned it from there. So, you know, life lessons. Kimmy Schmidt is a very educational program. I, I, I implore you to please, please go and look at that. Give it a go. Everyone says that my spirit animal is um, Titus. <laughs> I love I'm it. I'm fully aware. Thank you. <laughs> He's the best. Um, now, I, I love this. I think Crystal and Grace should be releasing their anxiety management app anytime now. Should be dropping on iTunes. App Store. Um, love it. And also, I can see a real thematic connection for these guys because Crystal says, uh, no, Grace says that she's a um, kindergarten uh, teacher. Crystal is a fun, colorful, crafty queen. I can see a real like um, thematic and aesthetic connection here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very open, creative energies and minds definitely. coming together. So there's definitely going to be that going on. That's everyone, isn't it? Cool. So going into the end of this, RuPaul says, Shakara, as I did before you interrupted me. <laughs> well, you forgot Crystal. So. Okay. You've uh, got fan favorite Crystal Method. It's Heidi. So, it's Heidi. Heidi's so, fan favorite. Anyway, so now not only do they have to create a transformation, they have to now do a lip sync for their lives in front of RuPaul and the judges. And I think it's just the queens that are doing this. 
I don't I, know why you're all gagging. She yeah. does, she brings it every ball. Yes. She does why, this every why, season. Why are you all shocked? Why, why the shock horror? You know that it's not just the transformation. There's always a performance element on it. Yeah. And we'll see that before every other every other season. It's not just how well you can beat a mug, how well you can pat a body, how well you can bring your fashion forward. Yeah. It's how well you engage with them, especially in their performance field. Yeah. And I think it's another chance to see a connection, isn't it? Yep. So thinking back to like the jocks doing their cheerleading or the bizarre kind of like pregnant dads doing a strip tease thing um it, it's a chance to see that performance and connection aspect i think yeah well mm. let's keep going all right we're back we've just seen another segment of the show what we did see is they had a little time on the actual main stage yeah to do a bit of rehearsal because they're lip-syncing now and i think they all had the same super fan reaction walking yeah. into it they were like oh my god i can't believe i'm here there were a few tears very, very cute. Few, uh, emotional moments but yeah i can imagine like watching a show since season one for so many many years and uh-huh. then finally being there and seeing everything i think it will be quite surreal definitely a lot of them seemed very overwhelmed it was yep. very very cute it was lovely to see that i mean imagine can you imagine being on that stage it would be wonderful wouldn't it mm, yeah well if, if that's where you want to be i guess <laughs> you know Says the guy who's got a whole podcast exactly, of the damn thing, say. like trying to act like I'm not a super fan. Stop downplaying. Do you know it. what? I th- the people that I saw with really good movement, just net, just like naturally good movement, is actually Lil Snacky Cox, which is yeah. Jackie Cox's um, drag daughter. Yes, she actually can move well. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if she has some kind of dance background. I mean, I'm she's just going quite, to do the splits. Remember? Yeah, this is quite premature of me to say this, but like from the mm. little segment I did see, like there's an awareness of movement there's awareness yes. of her body and then the only thing is that i didn't think she was selling with her face mm. so if she could just marry the two it would be great everyone else is good except for jada's daughter now jada yeah did a what who jada did a tatiana in the sense that he yes. um she yes, chose yes. the who else did did the same thing someone chose the cute one detox well, Detox just kept flirting with her guy, and that was to her detriment. Sorry. Detox it, chose a handsome man yeah. that doesn't translate to pretty in drag. So J- Jada chose a, a, a very gorgeous lady, um, a very feminine lady, beautiful lady, and who, well, she's quite struggling. She's struggling walking in heels. They're making it? quite a big deal out of the impediment of walking yes. in heels. So I'm wondering... If they're going to overcome that. But the other thing that, like, Jade is getting a lot of airtime this episode and she's exuding confidence. Mm. I don't know. I feel, I feel like Jade is heading for the top. I don't see how she can really not be heading for the top this episode. Will I be eating my words? I do not know. Mm. Well, Jada's girl is struggling. She's on the struggle bus. So let's go back into the workroom. What moments did you see there that you think are worth mentioning? There wasn't anything too like tragedy mirror going on today, no. was there? It was all quite sweet, supportive, a bit of fun shade being thrown about. Um, Do you know what I did like? What I did hear is Crystal talking to her drag daughter. I'm yeah. going to call them drag daughters now because they're they now are. officially um, in the metamorphosis stage. She's in the house of method. Yes, in the house of method. So um, she did say that she started doing drag. Um, there was nowhere for her to do drag. Yeah. So she created a drag space. And I was just thinking... Do you want to take note to Aiden Zane? Well, you <laughs> Who know, came up with the excuse that there's you no, know, there's no dragon here, and then she's like, yeah, there's nowhere to do it, and then yeah, I was like, oh, it's it's really really good to hear the other side of there. You got to love that that can do attitude, yeah, you? yeah, yeah. But you have to. She's be such a that positive, way. sunny person. That you can imagine just walking into like some bar or cafe and be like, hey guys, so I've got this really cool idea, and I want to do a drag show, and they'd be like, yes, is she drunk? <laughs> she's drunk while she's saying that. <laughs> That's a impeccable crystal method impression wow she's slurring her words in a bit <laughs> um jada we had Dre jada's tragedy mirror where we finally saw some emotion come out because she cried talking about her boyfriend um of 12 years yes which is 89 years in gay, gay years in gay years yeah. like it's a few lifetimes yes she's she's beaten all the odds there yeah. um, it's, it's nice to hear that she's got their great support that is the first time we've seen jada's facade slip and see some genuine emotion, well it's not a I facade think. no it, maybe facade's so. the wrong word, word yeah then, but Ward. Like, see told you you're drunk <laughs> Go home, sexy, sexy for Dr. Tom. Um, It's the first time we've seen her veneer slip then, because she's got a veneer of confidence, as so many of us do. 
Um, and yeah, it's good to see that genuine emotion and how much their relationship means to her. Mm. And that sweet thing she said about he's the only one who can like make me feel good and calm, calm me down when I'm like in my head. And not that we've seen her be like that yeah. all season. I, I'm guessing that's kind of the same feeling that our listeners get when they hear our podcast. I bet, yeah. You know, I think yeah. as emotional as Jada was yeah. in, that, in that feeling, I feel like this is what we do for other people. They turn to us. We are their support <laughs> They slip on. They, yes. they open up a glass of wine, yes. a, a bottle of wine, <laughs> pour themselves a shot of something, and they just put on the podcast in yes. the background. Not opera. Or if you like me, not opera. open up podcast. Two bottles of wine. <laughs> He's on his third. <laughs> Do you know what I really think as well? Yeah, Jada has really come alive over the past few episodes. I feel like at the beginning, maybe she just wasn't getting as much airtime or something, but she's really like come into her own. We're seeing her confidence. We're seeing the fun in Jada as well. It's like it's like maybe she was a little bit serious at the beginning and she just feels a lot more comfortable and like she's in her own skin now. Also, very excited by the theme for Crystal, which is Bert and Ernie from um, Sesame Street. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see this. I want to see it. I don't. I can't fully visualize. I can't fully see it in my head right now. And I hope that she blows me away. Do you know what she's going to get kudos for, which is another important thing that they love in these, um, these challenges, family resemblance. She's going to look very much like she's a member of the House of Method. The other thing that I think Gigi is going to be criticised for yes. is not much of a transformation. Well, the the problem here is that Gigi had a supermodel. Like she she is a this beautiful, and then she was like a few notches up. She was an actually gorgeous, <laughs> a very gorgeous lady, a very she, gorgeous, beautiful woman. She fitted that conventional mold of beauty. You can imagine her having a great Instagram. Yes, you know, almost to her, her detriment because it's like, what do you do when someone's really gorgeous? Like you, yeah. you have you you have to do a crystal. Yeah. You have to definitely turn them into something else. But making pretty pretty is. It's just pretty. Choosing the pretty pearl is not always the way to go. Yeah, you want to make a a good before and after. Yeah. So I, I think I think going into this, if you got a good um, canvas to work with, that you can kind of change and make it into something else. That's great. But I think Gigi might get criticised this episode for making a beautiful girl a beautiful girl. Yeah. I think you've either got to be like an amazing makeup artist or have an eye for the kind of things that set somebody up well for a good drag transformation, like high cheekbones, narrower jaw, um, great eyes to work with is important as well, I think. I'm not a makeup artist. I don't know. No? No. So really discount everything I just said. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing the full transformation, and I do want to see the um, the performance, the um, yeah, the lip sync battle. So I really want to get into it right now. Should we? Please, let's go. And we have just seen the runways. Mm-hmm. Before we even mention the girls or talk about the transformations, can we just talk about our first pairing, which was Raven and RuPaul, yes. and say that RuPaul is looking so good. Yeah. this That sparkly, beautiful, glittery dress, that makeup, the yep. wig, everything about it was so good. Beat for the gods. Give, that dress gave me like Mugler vibes in the, in the bodice. It was, yes, I I mean, I had to mention that. She was looking really, really stunning. And that slit going all the way up, darling. And if I was the girls, because knowing that I have a lip sync later, I would embrace this moment of walking out. Yes, yes, yes. But I would be looking to see where are the cameramen? Where are the judges? Mm -hmm. Where can I get my angles? I would be using (laughs) that walk to suss out the stage. I mean, that's just me. This is the star in you. That's just me. You know, just, just, but I don't want to be there. Remember? I told you, I don't want to, I don't particularly. You hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I'd be very, very nervous. I'd be very, very shy. <laughs> Let's get into our first couple, which was Heidi Aphrodite and Honey Almighty. Now, this, to me, this was kind of like disappointing, but not surprising. Uh, Heidi wore her influences on her sleeve and said it was going to be a very Donna Summer meets Diana Ross kind of look. Certainly that applied to Heidi, who did actually look quite gorgeous, I think, in the kind of long-sleeved jumpsuit with the sequins. She looked like Donna Summer meets Sylvester. And then I... I don't think Diana Ross would be wearing that going down any runway, do you? I mean, I I think it's like Heidi had like a sellout gig she had to go to, but she had to drop her little sister off very to that. like a um, it was pajama quite infant, party. It was an infantile yeah, look, wasn't it? it I it was thought very, that. Mm. 
it was the only the, also it was the wrong era that was a shift dress which is very 60s it's something i could picture mama cass wearing but not Diana Ross. I mean, props to um, Heidi. I mean, I think she did a better job on Honey's makeup than her own. But that dress that Heidi's wearing is just like you—you you make her. You, you're making Honey look so cheap. You're making yes. Honey look like she's just an extra, like she's a distant cousin who didn't get any money <laughs> from like you know a, a, a payout. She my country cousin. Um, she did look gorgeous in the face. I completely agree with you. I mean, she was a gorgeous lady to begin with, and so the mug was there. Yeah. Just the the outfit looked exactly as I say, cheap, and like it was made like a curtainy fabric. Like, did Maria pop by and make some mm. whip something out? You know, about the curtains. Let's move on to Jackie and Lil Snacky Cox. I was also disappointed by this, considering all the preamble. Um, Jackie was giving me a Rita Coolidge vibe. She definitely hit the right era. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very 70s. And I guess Lil Snacky looked like, you know, she could have been the other member of Sister Sledge. Um, it just, it didn't excite me. Uh, it, what I've written is kind of like gorgeous, but basic. Yeah. It was like, Heidi, there was no marriage between the two looks. Yeah. At all. Yeah. I could not tell that they were I from guess the same They were kind family. of inverted color schemes. So Jackie was primarily red with black kind of edges and stuff and uh, Lil Snacky was primarily black with red and I could see like the wig line for mm. um, Lil Snacky but that's uh, I, I just wrote it nice but that's I mean, it wasn't great and there was you know Jackie was in a jumpsuit Lil Snacky was in a play suit there was kind of unison but I get where you're coming from I wonder if the reason that she's got these shorts on is because she's lip syncing and she wants to do the splits or she's, yeah. she wants to turn out well the lip observed, sync at yeah. least so that's what I'm thinking I didn't feel like there's necessarily a strong family resemblance in the face no. either completely opposite to Jada and Jazz Essence. Wow, beautiful, stunning from the yeah. dress. It's so campy. It's so drag. The makeup was good. I think it was very clever of Jada to choose someone that wasn't her own skin tone yeah. to show to the judges, I cannot, I can paint anything. Yeah, I can paint a white girl. I can paint an Asian <laughs> yeah. girl. I can paint me. Like, don't Done. worry about me. Yeah. I will paint her. Yes. They were giving me like an updated Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell from Gentleman prefer blondes because they had the kind of the new delusion and they were all red um but also with a bit of joe exotic animal print thrown in with that giraffe print and all the feathers you know they talks with the feathers with the feathers, with the feathers. With the feathers. <sighs> touch a tiger king i think she, i think jada's hit this one out of the park really yeah. really beautiful jada was gorgeous and jazz was also gorgeous jazz walked in those heels she did her oh, yes. mother proud Nice. Well, nice that we didn't even notice it. We didn't mm-hmm. even pick it up. Well, the true test comes in the performance because you know you can fake it for a few seconds walking down a yes. runway, but if you want to dance in it, you know you're shifting weight all the time. Yeah. So it's like pain after pain, and then one leg. Yeah. So I want to see how the lip sync goes, but she did really nail that runway. I mean, from the walk to uh, yeah. the wig to the makeup to the dress, very high camp. Jade is such a proud mama. I wouldn't be surprised if she'd like injected it with some sort of nerve block like from the ankles down just no, to make her walk well i got an acid trip looking at oh yeah crystal. no what was the name crystal in crystal and opal method so jewel stones aren't they amazing just yeah. amazing i you know that burnt and only really came up and it wasn't just like a uh like a, a copy or a straight copy it was a drag um dragged up version of bird and ernie yeah um i love how he took on the the a more masculine and I say yeah. that with like inverted commas whereas she got to be the the womanly one yeah with the Marge Simpson type of <laughs> yeah. hair and like the Roxy Andrews inspired like it looked like her sweets Roxy Andrews the, bit, just yeah. just the the colour scheme and, and the pattern yes definitely like you say Crystal was in the sort of blouse and harem pants while Opal was in her proper dress. Mm. Um, loved the storyline with Bert and Ernie getting engaged because there has always been that thing about Bert and Ernie and Sesame Street being gay. And like, there's been stuff about how like the producers of Sesame Street have stated sometimes that they are gay. They were like retracted it depending on who the production company was at that time. It's all a big thing. Um, but yeah, and they had these lovely pastel colors and the stripes mm. and it's giving me sort of Mew Mew vibes. It was very, lovely. very acid trip walking down the runway. Mm. I thought it was very fun. Very. It was very fun. It was, yeah, it was It was really good. I liked it. Yeah. Sherry Pie and Tiramisu. Now, I have to say that this was the best drag 
transformation for me. Yeah. For me, for Paolo. Okay. <laughs> for Paolo. So, so back it up. Anyone that's coming for me, this is my opinion. Back it up, baby. Yeah, back it up. I thought like, I thought that Janet, the planet, not to be confused with Janet from HR or Janet <laughs> from Chickens, um, she looked amazing as Hermes. Yeah. It could have been a guy. It could like I wouldn't have known. Like everyone else, I knew was a woman, you know, yeah. with makeup on. But the clever thing that Sherry did was she made a drag. She gave the contouring the yeah. same. She, she you could definitely tell that there are sisters definitely. and even the high the high camp character. Was carried through. So Janet was amazing in the sense that she also exuded drag, not a woman, a, dr- a drag character, high camp, which really, really went well with um, Shiri Pai's brand. I think it was really, really good. Absolutely. The family resemblance is very strong. They were giving these kind of like Stepford Wives kind of vibes, um, which is really, really. And also they mentioned the waitress kind of influence in there, which is clever because of the pudding themed names as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just big hair, flared skirts, carved, dragged out faces. Um, they're definitely part of the same family. Family? Family. With family. Yeah. Now, the last one that we have is Gigi Good and BB Bad. I thought it was basic. <laughs> I really, I, like I really do. It's, it's. <laughs> they both look really, really pretty, but it didn't give me drag. And also, it. I mean, it was a strong family resemblance. It was in keeping with the the Gigi Good kind of essence because her, her style is quite pared down. It is quite chic. But you're right; she runs the risk of looking basic. And she was giving us kind of like Cruel Deville across to Doctor Zhivago vibes with the furs and the hats. The thing that I see is that Gigi Good looks good because. Her transformation from her boy to the girl is always amazing, and she always does become a, a woman in drag. She she does that metamorphosis so well, mm. but it doesn't translate when you're trying to get a woman to look like a woman. And because I think she looks I, like a highly glamorous woman. She always not, looks like yeah. a woman. So I think this showcases how well he can make him look like a, a, a good drag woman. But yeah. he, he didn't really do anything to amp up the drag for um, BB Bad. I like the attention to detail in the terms that the, the color schemes are completely inverted, like blonde hair, black hair, and the ermines are kind of inverted as well. But like you say... I think we've got really quite distinct tops and bottoms this week. If we're basing it just off the looks, yep. I'm seeing Sherry, Jada and Crystal in the top. Yes, definitely. Heidi, Gigi and Jackie in the bottom. Uh, and that's really, really upsetting because Gigi Good did say last week that you will mm. never see her in the bottom. Let's wait and see. Could they redeem themselves with the performances? Well, yeah. Well, that has to play a big part in it, doesn't it? Yes. But for me, the tops here were definitely the same. Um, yeah. It was Crystal, Sherry, and Jada. If I had to choose a winner, it would be Jada's girl. I would say... Um, and Sherry. I would be happy. Oh, God, it's so hard. They're yeah. actually three the, the really different. I'd be happy with any of yes, them. Yes, yes, exactly. For me, it comes down to the lip sync as to who's going to win. Yeah, definitely the bottoms are Heidi, Jackie, and Gigi. Yeah. We, so we haven't yet seen what happens next. We haven't seen um, who gets the lip sync. We don't really know what's going to happen. Um, hopefully, it's just going to be a lip It's not a lip sync for your life. It's just a, we want to see you perform now. And then yeah. we're going to use that in the judging. We were afraid of stumbling into judging yep. and picking up opinions. But that's what we, we think though, so yeah. far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, let's watch on. the rest. Let's yep. watch the rest. It's really, really good. I'm really enjoying <laughs> this. And that's it. We've seen the rest. Now let's mm. recap it. So before we went into the tops and the bottoms, we heard what the judges said. And I think yeah. it was very, very similar to what we were, we were saying all along, wasn't it? Definitely echoed our sentiments. We weren't sitting here going kind of like, no, no, mm. sorry, guys. She had got props for um, pairing up the queens. Yeah. And she didn't really sabotage anyone. I don't no. think. I think she, she paired them up um, perfectly, which, you know, that's just this is just her confidence going, like, I'm not threatened by any of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't need to throw you guys under the bus for me to, for me to win this. And spoiler alert, the winner of this challenge was Jada. Jada Essence Hall. Very much deservedly. Yes. Like, it could have gone either way. It could have gone to Jada. It could have gone to Shirin. It could have gone to... Um, Crystal. Our tops that we mentioned, it really was a three-way. I think really 
Jada was just a little notch above them, but the three of them did a fantastic job. Jada deserves props for making those outfits as well. Exactly. I don't think Sherry made those outfits. Um, Crystal, like, put it together, didn't she? Mm-hmm. That's what she's like. But We did get to see the lip syncs of the girls, and, you know, it's, it's not for me to judge. It's uh, from super fan to super fan. <laughs> I'm just like, how amazing for them to be on that stage and dancing and just living their best life. It was so good. For, I was so happy to see um, Honey dancing, yeah. showing her legs for the first time. Such yeah. such courage and bravery for her to find herself in that moment. Not only to walk the runway, but to then dance in it. Like, I think that's that's so cool. So amazing. If I had to choose a winner, there are no losers. They're all amazing. Yeah. If I had to choose a winner, I would say that Opal was really giving me life. Yeah. And that was Crystal's partner. She, she, was, was, she was doing really, really well. Um, and I thought that her performance would have actually helped give Crystal Crystal the win, but you know, I think part of the um, super fan experience, which they, you know, they paid for it. So <laughs> this is the RuPaul Drag Race super fan experience, you know, <laughs> is that they get to lip sync in front of RuPaul. Yes. Um, you know what? This is definitely a prize. Don't you think this could be a prize for RuPaul's Drag Race for oh. like for a, a competition yeah. for any, everyone to get a makeover done on RuPaul's Drag Race by the queens at the moment and then get to lip sync? Just. I mean, yeah, ooh, that, how amazing would that, that would be? be? That would be a ticket. That, uh, that'd be a competition I'd put you forward for. I think you'd be amazing, Yay. Tom. I think, I think they'll choose you. They'd love you. Oh, I, I choose you. Cool. So the bottom two this Chiu, week. I choose you. The bottom two this week was uh, Heidi, rightfully so, yeah. and Jackie. And I just want to say that we called this from we the first five it. minutes of this podcast. We called this. Gigi was low safe, wasn't she? Yes. Um, just, you know, gorgeous, but a bit simplistic. That's what you could see for yeah. really whereas you could actually pick a few holes in what Jackie and Heidi put forward mm. um, coincidentally both presenting 70s looks and it was a disco song ooh <laughs> hmm I wonder. <laughs> so let's talk about the lip sync. It was, you know, what was great is that we saw two styles of yeah. lip syncing. Heidi bringing the, 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 you know, the the disco, bringing the disco, bringing the dance. Whereas mm-hmm. um, it was nice to see uh, the interpretation of Jackie taking a very manic. Um, <laughs> manic kind of position and you know crazy kind of girl. and the good thing about her is that she's stuck to her character there's yes. nothing bad there's nothing more worse than seeing someone take on a character mm. and then change it up or get lost in it or don't commit to the character because if you don't commit yep. to it you don't believe in it and then your performance is going to go somewhere else completely agree Jackie saw it through to the end exactly she had like you say crazy cougar on amphetamine sort of character hitting up the club whereas Heidi was doing her disco dancing thing and it was entirely appropriate to the song yes. she was gorgeous both of them did their own I was I was like come on Heidi do it do a cut yeah like, do a, you said yeah don't steal Coco Montrese's <laughs> like you know um, sleeve move but she could have done some, something else with it maybe they yeah. maybe she did do it I don't know but I, I mm. just wanted her to use her outfit a bit more going through the lip sync was funny because I am we were both commenting at the yeah, same time yeah, yeah. weren't we bro you you're asking me who does it go to and i'm like it could go it could go either way you can either love the performance of um mm-hmm. the disco performance of yeah. heidi because it was good or you can appreciate jackie's performance comedic of that, yeah, the comedic way so yeah. like I, I said could it be a double chante and like you said you said you know it could go either way i wouldn't know who to choose like it depends like there's there's a clear winner if you got if you're saying i want a comedic winner obviously mm-hmm. then you would choose jackie or you, you want someone that stay true to the song then you'll choose heidi it really depended on what rue was going for or what she she appreciated more from that lip sync and yes. um can we just say that it was a double shantae now, this must make for one of the longest seasons of Drag Race ever because we had no eliminations in the first couple of episodes and it was a split opening and we've had a double Shantae. <laughs> split opening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, grow God. up. Grow up, Paolo. <laughs> Where do you think you are? <laughs> what do you think this podcast is? So they've really had a lot of episodes and no eliminations. They've had no double elimination. It's one of those very positive episodes because I think by virtue of having the super fans involved, like you can't throw a lot of negativity in there, really. You know, the critiques were gentle this week because we had 
gorgeous superfan ladies there mm. on stage and they're not going to tear a strip and off it's them. not part of the it's experience of, coupon no, that they had it's no it's, part of it was you don't get critiqued yeah part of okay. it was not have your self-esteem broken down by michelle visage yes oh gosh imagine <laughs> imagine imagine standing in front of michelle and just getting red i think some people will pay for that i mean i, I think i would pay for that yeah. If you're listening, Surely. Michelle, set up an Instagram live, <laughs> invite people on to go live with you and just read them. Michelle couldn't have anything negative to say about you, I'm sure. Well, you know, she'll struggle. <laughs> she'll struggle. But that was it, wasn't it? All in all, what a what a fun episode. Very fun, very positive. Nobody going home. Yes. Now, next week, we have what looks like a stand-up challenge coached by none other than... Whoopi Goldberg! Yeah. Um, which I'm a bit upset about because don't we have tickets we have to tickets. go see Whoopi Goldberg and Sister Direct in London and they've now postponed it to next year, 2021 okay. because of this coronavirus shenanigans. Oh, this, I mean, how serious could it be? <laughs> <laughs> how serious is it? My gosh, it's not even that bad. But yes, Whoopi Goldberg's coming on. Yep. What is it? Is it a comedy challenge? It looks kind of like a stand-up they called it something slightly different but it looks like a stand-up comedy challenge and she's coaching them and, and not only do they have like Rue is actually in a coaching role it looks like next week Rue and Whoopi I did, Rue just of, course, to, of course Rue just wanted to be Rue there with Whoopi, time with Whoopi she's like, you know, I'm on her level <laughs> I am on her level I will always be on her level <laughs> we've both met Gianni Versace <laughs> um, no but I think that Whoopi Goldberg's great I think she's hilarious I love her in Sister Act 2 I love her in The View um, and I yeah I think the people that are going to do well next week this is me just going off is going mm-hmm. to be Sherry Pie mm-hmm. um if people appreciate Gigi's humor, then I think Gigi as well. I think yeah. I, I really do. And I would say Jackie, Jackie should. Jackie. We've seen Jada do well in improv challenges. Jada's really turning out to be the full package. Yeah. Three wins. Three yeah. wins for Jada. And three wins for Sherry Pie. No, Sorry, th- no. Three Gigi, wins for Gigi. Two, two for wins Sherry. for Sherry Pie. One for Heidi. None for Jackie. None. <laughs> none for Jenny. None for Jackie. And none for who was it? None that? for Gretchen Wieners. None for Gretchen Wieners. No, you stole it from me. No. You couldn't remember her name. I couldn't remember. You knew what I was trying to do. Stealing my humor. Um, no. None for Crystal Method yet either. This could have been Crystal's episode, but it wasn't. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all that we have for you for this week, uh, episode 10. Join us next week. Please uh, rate and review. Feel free to send us a message mm. on our social media. We love engaging with you guys and we yes. love getting messages. It's so wonderful. And, and five star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> just funny like that. Five. That's a good number. Five. No, just it's plant it in number. there. Five. Five. Yes, it no, is. Anyway, thank you so much for joining Paolo and Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of love, guys. See, see you, you soon. Bye. Bye.